Michigan unbeaten no more. Piling on now is Iowa as they crack the 50 mark against the mighty Buckeyes. But when his number was called, seven got six. What's up and welcome to Spoko Radio presented by Blackheart Gold Pants, SB Nation's community for the Iowa Hawkeyes. I'm your host DC. With me as always, Jerry Sherwin. Jer, how are you handling the coronavirus crisis? Uh, I got Lyme disease because you can't have a corona without a Lyme. <laughs> He's probably the one person in America still going into the office, but uh, how's that going for you, for you Jer? Well, I just want you all to know that when you go to the store to get your 75 rolls of toilet paper and pick up a couple of squashes, zucchinis, grapes, corn, just know that I'm in the office potentially getting coronavirus to make sure you all have food to provide to your family. So a, a thank you and a you're welcome coming my way. Helping Jerry out while he's helping you all out. Also with us, it's the people's champ, David Johnson. Champ, how are you self-quarantining? I'm bored as fuck, but I would like to start by saying thank you to Jerome because tonight me and my my lovely wife made chicken and dumplings, and we use celery and carrots within our chicken and dumplings. So I think Jerry probably has ordered some of those things for our local stores. So uh, I appreciate you, Jerome. Thank you for risking uh, your coronavirus life for going into the office and uh, being able to order those things. They were very yummy, very fresh, tasted great in the chicken and dumpling soup, and I appreciate you, bro. I do it all for you guys. He's he's a giver, everybody. Guys, a reminder to subscribe to the show more now than ever as you are self-quarantining and staying away from everybody and practicing social distancing. We are on every single podcast platform that exists. You can follow us on Twitter at BHGP, at Shy People's Champ. At Jerry Sherwin and at Dave Cray. And uh, while you're all stuck inside and not talking to anybody else, talk to us on Twitter. That's just the way to do it. A lot has changed since we last spoke and we last recorded, even when we thought the coronavirus wasn't too big of a serious thing. And then, boom, all sports in the entire world were canceled. So it made us, our last show, sound very out of date very quickly. But let's kick the show off with this one instead. Jer, if you had to. Social distance yourself from one Hawkeye and had to quarantine with another Hawkeye. Who would those people be? Uh, I'm definitely quarantining myself with Kirk Ferentz because if there's one guy that knows how to pass like pass time away, it's Kirk. I don't know what we'll do exactly. Maybe we'll like start off just like chewing gum and like building little like popsicle stick forts. I feel like that's something Kirk Ferentz would really like to do in his free time. Maybe some glue sticks. He's probably like a big like construction paper kind of grandfather slash father. So I feel like we'd we'd be able to do some projects like that. We maybe watch some film. I'm sure we would be an endless amount of film to watch, and I'd learn a ton about actual football. So it'd be like it'd be like Ro- Robbie coming back on the show and teaching us some things, but with Kurt Ferentz. So I mean, one of the I mean that's just the best thing I could possibly think of during a quarantine. As far as social distancing. The person I'm social distancing myself is from is Gary Barta. <laughs> Gary Barta definitely has the coronavirus. I want nothing to do with Gary Barta. I'm remaining six feet away from him at all times. Easy layup. It's a pretty easy one, champ. Who are your choices? Uh, the person that I'm quarantining with is, might surprise some people, but it's Nate Stanley. I have a lot of <laughs> questions for Nate Stanley. I have always wanted to be able to go and read a defense like a quarterback can, and I think Nate Stanley 
we could watch film like like Jerome said with Kirk. I could do that with Nate Stanley. He could show me show me how to read a defense properly. And we have plenty of time. I mean, none of us are going anywhere anytime soon. There's not going to be any sports happening for at least the next eight weeks. So there will be plenty of time for me, even as a novice, to be able to learn how to read a defense, how to effectively beat a defense. And I think Nate Stanley could do that for me. In terms of social distancing, I am taking – you decide I am taking anybody from the wrestling team and social distancing myself because they probably all have coronavirus. They literally were rolling around the mat with other men for months on end on a daily basis. So they all probably have infected each other with coronavirus. So I don't want to touch or be near anybody from the Iowa wrestling team. <laughs> That's a good answer. My social distancing answer is what Jer said, Gary Potter, I want nothing to do with you. And my to be self-quarantined with somebody, I think this is the easy layup as long as I have gym equipment with me. It's Chris Doyle. Wow, that's a great call. I'm going to get jacked. in the best shape of my life being self-quarantined with Chris Doyle. There's no question, there's no doubt about it. And that's my only choice is I'm going to focus on fitness with the best strength and conditioning coach in the country. And uh, I will come out of this self-quarantine a much better person and in a much better shape. You'd probably hate Chris Doyle by the end of this experience. But yeah, you would be in wonderful shape. But they could just- I don't think so. I think he'd hate Chris Doyle at the very beginning of this experience. But by the end, he'd be all juiced up. His wife wouldn't be able to keep his hands off him. He'd be great for DC. <laughs> And I also think it's it's not just the physical like strength that part of it. He has so many good like philosophical quotes and like just insights and things like that. So when you're not working out, you're gonna get stronger. You're gonna get uh, philosophical, and it's going to be just great for the mind and the body. I agree. I mean, it's a good, it's a great call. I like both of your answers a lot better than mine. I couldn't really think of one, so I went with Nate. (laughs) I mean, you had a great a great social distancing answer. It's pretty. Very good. I feel like you'd want to pick the wrestlers though for like ringworm, not just because like they've been rolling around with other men, as you put it. I mean, yes, they probably have ringworm and coronavirus as well. It wasn't the most eloquently put, but it's a valid, valid thing to stay away from. Yeah, for um, sure. All right. So when we last recorded, we thought the NCAA tournament was going to occur without any fans, <laughs> and very quickly wrong. we were wrong, and they went ahead and canceled the tournament. They postponed a bunch of other sports. With no definitive restart date planned. This has caused a, a ton of boredom in all of our lives and probably everyone who's listening to this podcast lives as well. But we're going to have a little bit of fun with it. Try to at least uh, in, in a little sense here is I'm going to make each of you guys the sports czar go through the sports that have been postponed and really however you guys want to f- frame this when you are recrafting the sports calendar. How are you laying everything else? When is Major League Baseball restarting? When is the Masters being played? When is the NBA resuming? When's the NHL going on? What's these formats looking like if you want to get that deep into it? If the if this is impacting the NFL, how are you changing that? College basketball, college football, whatever you guys want to do, the floor is yours. Champ, I'm going to throw it to you to kick things off. All right, so if if, if this were up to me to, to rearrange the sports calendar per se, I'm starting off, I'm saying June 1st is the day that all sports can come back. That means baseball restarts. That means hockey and basketball restart. I am skipping 
the rest of the regular season for hockey and basketball, and I'm going straight into the playoffs. There was enough of that season played to know that I mean, there are already enough teams that make the playoffs in both of those sports, and there was enough of the both of those seasons to be played that they're just both going to jump right into the playoffs. The top eight from each conference in each league, boom, right into the playoffs. I think we can keep the same format in the playoffs for those two sports, you know, the same round structure, the same amount of games, because you're skipping those rest of the games. Yes, I know it'll go a little later. So let's say it goes from June 1st until the end of August. Both of those sports are played until then. And then I'm starting up uh, baseball with, uh, on June 1st, and I'm playing 120-game season. I think if you start June 1st, I think you have enough time to play 120 games, yes, you may have to play some doubleheaders on the weekends. I think, you know, one or two doubleheaders a month isn't going to kill teams. You give them, you know, an extra player or two for those doubleheaders. I think it'll be okay. I think you go 120 games, you play, that'll take you probably till mid-end of October. You're getting into a little bit colder months. And then I think, you know, the playoffs can stay the same. You can keep the same structure, same, play, uh, you know, amount of time for the playoffs. But then the World Series is going to have to be played at a neutral site because let's say a cold weather team like any of the Chicago teams or the Yankees or, you know, any of those type teams make it to the World Series. It's just going to be too damn cold by mid-December to play the World Series. And I think this could be we can discuss this further, but I think this could be a major thing for Major League Baseball going into the future, let's say they become like the Super Bowl and you play the World Series at a neutral site every year. And it just becomes just about to say this. just becomes a World Series event and you know it switches off each year in either a dome or a warm weather place and it's you know a best of seven series in a neutral site. Here's why this is the best time to do this champ. I agree with the way you've laid this out so far, but on just a coronavirus type level, so many of us have unused vouchers at this point. Oh, yeah. That, like, we're going to have to use them at some point. So why not use them when the Chicago White Sox inevitably make it to the World Series and we have to go to, like, Miami, San Francisco? Or, yeah, San Fran or, I mean, any beautiful warm weather place. Absolutely. You guys are both right. And you also what also it does from a Major League Baseball standpoint, it makes you a week-long party or a week-long celebration of the two best teams in baseball. Baseball hates parties. I know. They hate fun. But it gives you a chance to promote the game on a national level in a neutral city for a full week, potentially, or two weeks even, potentially, if you're playing if with off days. And mm-hmm. it is just a great celebration for the game. I agree 100% with you. And I think Jared probably Jared said himself, he agrees the kind of way you laid everything out. Jared, so I'll flip the question on you. Moving forward, how are you going to res- restart these next the next seasons for these leagues? Are you pushing anything back permanently? Is it just a one? Is it next year just a shortened season based on where these seasons are ending? How are you doing this? Uh, I mean, I think basketball and hockey need to go immediately into the playoffs. The way the hockey's flirting right now with having the twenty four teams go into the playoffs right away, which gives the Blackhawks an opportunity to get back in there right when they are starting to get a little bit hot again. I think that's perfect. Hockey, to me, like, I'm not a hockey guy by any means. I think everybody listens to the show. You two can attest to it. But playoff hockey is different. Playoff hockey is a shit ton of fun. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. This this Philadelphia Flyers thing that was happening reminded me a lot of the run that the Blackhawks went on in 2013-14. And people were excited around here. And I'm not going to lie. I started watching a little bit of Flyers hockey. So have Having that type of playoff environment right when you get back to actually being able to watch sports, 
The gambling's fun. It's a playoff atmosphere. Like people are going nuts over this. It's the perfect time. And then on top of it, if you're an NBA head, there's nothing better than playoff basketball. We don't need those other 17 total games where teams are just jockeying for uh, either the the better's playoff seed or jockeying to the bottom. There's no nobody's really playing in the middle. They're just especially if you're on the east eastern side, you're just jam packed. You are what you are at this point. Go play the playoffs. Make a best of five series like they used to do back in the day, even just to make things go quicker since you're losing on some time. And then uh, you just can't skip the playoffs. You have to finish these seasons out 100%. Yeah. And so these playoffs get finished. We go into the fall. We got football season. Are you permanently restarting the NBA NHL seasons in December? Are you having a short offseason and still doing it in October, November? What are you doing moving forward? After these seasons are completed, I think I think this year, in in terms of what's going on now, I think you can push back the NBA and NHL. Let's let's push them back a month, mid November. It's not a huge difference, but they're going to be playing, you know, later on with you know a later start. Push them back to mid November, and then play a normal season, and then by next year, you know, the following season you can start back up again in mid-October like they do now. So push them back a month. The NFL, I think you can push back a month as well because you don't want to have all these sports you know, intertwining. You don't want to have all four sports playing at the same time. That just gets crazy. I say you push back the NFL a month as well. You start them, you know, first week of October instead of first week of September. Then that takes them into the end of March, you know, beginning of March for the Super Bowl. I think that's fine. That'll lead right into college basketball. You know, the Super Bowl ends and let's say March Madness starts a week later. Because you always have that, like, end of February kind of lull with sports where it's like the, the heart of NBA and NHL season, the NFL's over, everybody's depressed. That way you get that extra month now, the NFL season, and then it, boom, it leads right into next year's March Madness, and I think that would be an awesome thing. You only have like a week off in between, and I think that would work beautifully. Yeah, I mean, it, it all makes sense. Jared, any changes you would make? moving forward to the sports calendar now with everything being cut short or extended into an unknown time frame with the coronavirus? I mean, I initially came into this podcast saying that I was going to just straight up start the NFL season as soon as sports are able to come back. The NFL, they showed it today. They showed it the last couple of days. They love owning the schedule. They love owning the talking points. So why not with this new uh, players union thing that they're working out? Why not just start the season the minute sports are allowed to come back? Screw everybody else. Put the best sport on the planet back. Then you have the NFL season starting like June, July. They're moving up, you know, three, two to three months. And then you have college football start right around that Labor Day time again. And then it's just you have football basically the minute that we're all able to go out and have a couple cocktails again and able to gamble. It's perfect. You still need to have the draft. <laughs> yeah. And what happens with <laughs> baseball? Football and baseball are just going to be played at the same time. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right. I mean, it's your calendar. You can decide what the hell you want. <laughs> I'm going to spread everything out a little bit. I'm going to start base. I like the June 1st start at champ had. Finish out the playoffs for the NBA and NHL. We'll start Major League Baseball there. And then I'm going to pick up basketball and hockey moving forward every year in December, around that mid to late December time frame. Let the NFL have the fall. Let college football have the fall. We don't need the NBA and NHL trying to compete with that. Like Jerry said, that even though they play once a week, they dominate the news cycle day in and day out, especially in the season. No need to have mm-hmm. the NBA trying to compete with that. 
Then you have the NBA wrapping up a little bit later as you kind of have to make up with just without with just baseball. You have you added in some basketball and hockey as well. NFL is now adding the 17th game that's going to take us to President's Day more than likely moving forward with the Super Bowl, which is good. Keeping every I'm, I kind of want to maximize my sports. I'm going to spread them out across the calendar year as much as possible. So I think that's the kind of the way we think needs to move out now that everybody has the opportunity to make some changes there. I, I will say that having the potential of the Masters, the Kentucky Derby, and the start of the college football season on Labor Day weekend is quite, quite amazing it, it, to think about. It's going to be a mess of a weekend for everybody. I think we can all agree that once sports comes back, we're never, ever going to take it for granted again and just be so excited that it's returning. I, for one, it's only been like a week without sports, and I am struggling hard. Ten bucks says we will when Mitch Trubisky starts game one for the Bears. He won't be. Let's not discuss that. Champs, right? I was watching Nick's Hornets game at this point right now if it was on TV. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. If it was the only sports on? Yeah, I definitely would. I'd watch the I, WNBA. I was watching cricket highlights the other day on Scott Van Pelt, and I was riveted. <laughs> I watched that stupid fucking marble race the other day because I just needed something marble in my race. Life. Wait a minute. That marble race was electrifying. He built ramps. It was great. I mean, that was insane. Like, multiple entry points for the marbles. That was nuts. If you would have given me odds on green, I would have taken them. Did green end up winning or blue? I think it was blue one, right? I know, but as I'm saying, I would have taken green. That's how that's how much of action I need right now in my life. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Well, as Jared said, the NFL is taking full advantage of this quiet period in sports by dominating the NFL free agency uh, news with just updates across every team, seemingly, but specifically to Iowa. Brian Balaga ended up out in L.A. with the Chargers, joining Desmond King. And the Packers took still lost to Hawkeye, but picked one back up in Christian Kirksey. Um, do you guys hate it as much as I do when NFC North teams acquire Iowa players? God, it sucks so much. I hate <laughs> it. I, it. I just go from loving these guys. It doesn't matter. They can play on any other team. Obviously, ideally, we'd love to have a few on the Bears. We have, you know, James Daniels right now. That's great. It's lovely. <laughs> but to have them go to an NFC North foe, it's like, God, you you still in your heart kind of want to root for them, but you just can't because they're in your division now, and it just sucks. I hate it every time they get drafted by one of these guys or if they sign as a free agent. It just sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I just automatically assume all the Hawkeyes that are going in the draft this year are going to get drafted by the Detroit Lions or the Green Bay Packers because that's what it always seems to be. And then, like, the Denver Broncos will take one guy. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough to see. As much as we want to see Geno Stone in Chicago or a or anybody from the Hawkeyes on, on the Bears. Except for Nate Stanley. Except for who? No, we'll take Nate. at this point. I won't. I'll watch some film with them, but I don't want them anywhere near the Bears. <laughs> Big Dick Nate coming to save the Bears season, baby. <laughs> Any other NFL free agency thoughts before we uh, – pivot to champ filling our our lives with something to watch in this dead period i mean yeah i I know this isn't a bears podcast but this is the we just created the best defense in all the nfl (laughs) can we just talk about the bears for a quick second because i'm jacked up our podcast why not there's nothing else going on this is the only news of the day i mean robert quinn boys it's exciting i mean him and khalil and akeem all on the same line who the hell are you gonna double team i mean Robert Quinn's a force at one end. Khalil's the best DN in the league. 
it was completely unexpected. I don't think any of us thought they were spending that kind of money on another DN. <laughs> no. See you later, Leonard Floyd. Good riddance. You were a fucking draft bust. And now bring in Robert Quinn, who's pretty damn good. I'm excited. I'm. You're right, Jerome. He's good, and he's going to benefit greatly from having uh, Khalil Mack on the opposite side of him. Khalil Mack's going to benefit greatly because he's not going to be able to get triple teamed anymore like he was the entire season last year once uh, our boy went out. Underrated going to benefit is Roquan Smith because Chuck Pagano loves to send those inside linebacker blitzes, and if everyone's paying attention to the outside and Akeem Hicks, who's going to run up free up the middle? Yep. Well, hopefully it's not Eddie Jackson doing it anymore. <laughs> That's why, that's why we need that's why we need Geno Stone as the strong safety. You let Eddie Rome back there as the free, and we're all good. Or Malcolm Jenkins for Malcolm the right price. Malcolm Jenkins would be great too. We discussed that today in our group text. Bring in Malcolm. I mean, he's a, a very strong influence in the NFL as well. A pretty strong voice. He'd be great for that locker room. I'd be all for that. I mean, I feel like the elephant in the room, though, we gotta at least talk about Tom Brady. I mean the, oh, I the, thought you were going to say Ryan Pace's drafting. Well, that too. But the GOAT, I mean, literally leaving the Patriots, all signs pointing to him joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's not official as as we're doing this podcast on Tuesday night, but that's where it looks like. And that's, I mean, to me, coming in, I didn't think, you know, I don't think anybody thought about Tampa Bay as being a possibility for Tom Brady. God, no. It's the weirdest place that he could choose. Tampa sucks. I mean, they they have good receivers. That's about all they have. It's a warm weather place. But, yeah, besides that. Warm? Bruce Arians, I know he's all of our boys. I didn't know him and Tom were close, but evidently they are. <coughs> well, and I think it's the weird thing, right? A legendary guy going to a new place – it's the Michael Jordan, the Wizards thing. No one's going to remember this time. I don't think it's going to work out very great for Tom. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win a chip by going to play for the Bucks. The only thing that, you know, there was rumors of him going to the Chargers maybe. I didn't see that. I didn't think he was going in the same division with Patrick Mahomes and play him twice a year. But, yeah, Tampa Bay is – So he goes to Drew Brees' division? Yeah, I mean, it's Drew Brees is pretty damn good, too. It's, it's Matty Ice. Let's not just sell ourselves short on Matty yeah, Ice, the either. the Falcons blow. I mean, Matty <laughs> Ice is good, but the Falcons are not. It's it's very strange. We'll see how You want to talk out. about great receivers. What is different, what's the difference between the Atlanta Falcons right now and the Bucks? honestly? I mean, true. The, the Bucks have two pretty damn good receivers. Atlanta only has one. You don't like Ridley anymore? Yeah, he's all right. He's not bad. I mean, he's pretty solid. I'll take. Okay. I'll well, take, those are four take, different adjectives I'll to describe Godwin those receivers. And Evans over Ridley and Julio. Put it that way. I think that's the perfect transition into champs pick six this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we Riveting. go. Riveting. So with. All right. You want me to introduce this for you, champ? Go ahead, DC. All right. So with the sports calendar being. <laughs> yeah, do your job, DC. <laughs> <laughs> with the sports calendar being completely empty, we figured we'd have the people's champ help out our listeners with some Iowa-specific content to watch. So this week's Champs Pick 6 is the Iowa games, the top six Iowa games to rewatch. Champ, the floor is yours. All right, so I will start with number six, and it's from 2016, and it's the Iowa 14-13 to victory over the Michigan Wolverines, capped off by Keith Duncan field goal to close out that game. Me and Jer actually were with each other watching this game in Disney. We were at a, uh, I think it was an ESPN zone, right, Jerome? 
It was. We were watching that game at an ESPN zone. The only Iowa fans in there, a shitload of Michigan fans, though. The whole (laughs) downstairs was full of Michigan fans. We were pretty obnoxiously loud watching that one. It was a great, uh, you know, comeback victory for the Hawkeyes, capped off by a young freshman, Keith Duncan, hitting a field goal there. So that's number six for me. Uh, We will go number five. I have... It's another football game. I have four football games and two basketball games on my list. Just a little FYI for you guys coming up. A little, little tease. A little tease, yeah. Number number five for me is the 2017 Iowa Hawkeye-Ohio State Buckeye game, which we all were together and watched that one. Jerome was in town from uh, out of town. He was from Florida back then in Chicago visiting <laughs> us. Iowa beat the living hell out of the Buckeyes. 55 to 24. I think we all had very fond memories of that ass whooping that I we got so play. hammered that day. I mean, it was <laughs> they wore those sweet, uh, like all black unis too. They were like a beautiful little throwback. Mm-hmm. Those were nice. Monty Hooker right to the house. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a beautiful start to that game right off the bat. I'm Monty just taking it to the house, and everything was up from there. Beat the undefeated Buckeyes 55 24. That was a, a must rewatch. It's a great game. Might be rewatching it soon. Yeah, I mean, it's all I'm together. Sure it's gonna, I'm sure it's going to be on Big Ten Network. I mean, I've, they've been showing a lot of past games the last few days, so I'm sure it'll be on there pretty soon. All right, number four on the list, we get our first basketball game, and that is from 2000. Last year, from 2019, it's the Iowa versus Northwestern game. The game where I left. I'm not even going to lie. I left my house to go out to dinner with my wife. Because Iowa was down 17 points with a little over four minutes to go. And then Jordan Bohannon happened. He just went absolutely insane. Was hitting three left lot and last right. Year. Including a game winner with like no time left on the clock to win that game by one point. That was an absolute awesome game for me. I came home later that night and saw that they won. I was shocked. And yeah, that's. I would like to rewatch that game just so I can watch the ending. Because I missed it the first time. Cool. All right. No discussion on that point. Okay, beautiful. (laughs) I feel like you're going to be missing a lot of different things if that made your list. I'm just saying, so let's go. It's a good game. What do you mean? It's a good game. I'm not saying it was. Or wasn't. I don't know if it's fourth so far to the other two games you have on this list. This, Yeah, so far this is Gatorade on your list, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was was trying hard to find something with the current basketball players, so I put that one on. Sorry. Number three, 2008. We were all still in school. This is a game I will fondly remember all for the rest of my life. It was the Iowa versus Penn State game. Andy Murray hit a uh, not Andy Murray. It wasn't Andy Murray. What's his What's his first name? The kicker wasn't Andy Daniel. Murray? Daniel. Daniel Murray. Yeah, I don't know why I said Andy Murray. Daniel Murray hit a walk off field goal against Penn State. The crowd rushed the field. It was an absolutely amazing victory. Uh, they oh, you're taking the home game as opposed to the one at yeah, Penn State I like a year the year later. Home game better because Penn State was oh. number three in the nation at that point. I think they were nine and zero coming into Kinnick. Uh, they were dominant that year, and I would beat them. Everybody rushed the field except for me. I had to sprint out of the stadium after that game ended to go to my lovely girlfriend at the time, now wife Allison's winter formal. At Bradley, I had to get the hell out of Iowa City, but it was an awesome game, awesome win. It was a 2.30 start, I believe. Beautiful game. That's number three on the list. Number two, 2006 Big Ten Tournament Championship. The Iowa Hawkeyes with 
Eh, Horner, Haluska, Bruner. That team was just stacked. They beat the Ohio State Buckeyes 67-60 to claim the Big Ten Tournament Championship. They have not won one since, so that's a very oh, fun sure for us as basketball fans. A beautiful win for the Hawkeyes. Uh, they beat that Ohio State team that had, like, Jared Sullinger. They, that team was pretty stacked. They had Forgot some, about that name. Wow. They, they had some stud player. Jared Sullinger was one of the better college players that I've seen play, and Iowa had their number that day. It was a great win. Number one on the list, this is one of the reasons that I went to Iowa. I'm not – no lie about that. It was the, the winter of my senior year of high school, 2005 Capital One Bowl the Drew Tate to Solomon touchdown pass with no time remaining on the clock. The Iowa win against LSU and the Capital One Bowl. That's the number one game for me. I still get goosebumps when I watch highlights and Dolph's call of that game. It gives me goosebumps every time. And it's a main reason why I went to Iowa. I was watching that game, you know, on a Saturday morning, you know, in high school. And I was like, man, this would be awesome to go watch this you know, college football team on a daily basis, it's going to be great. And, yeah, that's that's number one for me. That is also the first time I had an Iowa Hawkeye moment as well, champ. I was probably only a sophomore or junior at that time in high school. A friend of mine, I've written this story on SB Nation yep. um, at Black Heart Gold Pants, but buddy of mine was a big-time Iowa State fan. They grew up in an Iowa State family. Only the mom went to Iowa, um, and they had that game on. I was over at their house for, for a random weekend, and – they had it on, and I, I never had watched really. My family was in a big college football, college athletics family. Um, growing up with Jordan and the White Sox and the Bears, it was basically a pro family and never had a, uh, an actual college team. And to bust my buddy's balls, who was so infatuated with Seneca Wallace, I just decided one day that I was an Iowa Hawkeye fan. I started wearing a hat that I found in their house. <laughs> and just so happened to be that day when uh, – Tate went yard just to finish that game. So, yeah, that that does hold a special place in my heart because that is something where it just seemed like it was destiny for me now that I look back on it. It's a, it's a great game. Jared, any – we have the Northwestern basketball game as the Gator. As, oh, that's as out. Gator. 100% what out. What game would you, would you make your pitch to champ to flip that game out for? Okay, so th- this is a tough choice. I have three already at the top of my head. First one that always is going to stick out to me for the rest of time is seven got six. That Michigan State-Iowa game was something special. It wasn't a great like offensive battle, but you like Michigan State and Iowa were just neck and neck. They were beating the hell out of each other. And for Ricky Stanzi to pull that magic rabbit out of his hat, hit, hit Marvin McNutt on that quick slant route when it looked like Iowa didn't really deserve to win that game. There was a lot of games that season where Iowa didn't deserve to win at all. But for him to make that moment at East Lansing with tons – it was like a rainy, disgusting – ugly night game that is always going to be up there for me that's that's one of the ones that are thinking sticking in my mind orange bowl i was there that was like my first really big big time like iowa can do anything i think that's probably why i'm a little jaded in my head because of the level of success i had early on as an iowa fan like if they can get the out orange bowl orange bowl beat the piss out of a georgia tech team that was supposed to like beat us and people thought we wouldn't be able to handle the triple option when we have norm parker as our defensive coordinator which is outrageously stupid by all the talking heads but typical anti-iowa slander for them to go in there, beat the hell out of them. Tony Moyaki was on fire. Ricky Stanzi gives us the, if you don't love it, leave it. USA number one, which is still one of the greatest lines in all of Hawkeye media, Twitter, fandom, period. It was a moment that we'll always remember. And the third 
if we're going to do a basketball game, if here's here's my argument to this basketball game over your Northwestern one champ. Yep. If today they have you have two channels, one showing the Iowa Northwestern game or one showing the Iowa tournament game against Tennessee last year, which one would you rather watch? So I know we lost, but that game was amazing. I ha- I'm not even going to lie. I have it in my notebook right here. I started to write down that game as my number four, but I just couldn't do it. Because it hurt it's me so much that they lost it at the end. If I mean, I understand. If they win that game, that might be number one on my list. Honestly, oh, it's, it's an all timer. Definitely one or two. It's right up there. You know, with you know the the Capital One game for me. It's that was an exceptional game. I will never forget watching that game. I had just boarded a cruise. We all quit. We quit. My, we thought we were quitting. Wife, I literally boarded a cruise and I went to the sports bar, the quote unquote sports bar, in on the cruise. And the sports bar consisted of me, my wife, and that television, and nobody else in the entire sports bar, <laughs> and me going absolutely ballistic. And then every once in a while, a random person would like be, put their head in to like see what this sport because the cruise had just started. People were right. Nobody's in. sitting down no watching sports. Put, they would pop their head in or even walk into the sports bar, and they'd see me, this complete fucking lunatic, screaming at the top of my lungs because Iowa was down by 25 points, and they came back to tie it and take the lead in the second half, and they would quickly leave that sports bar. Not a lot of people. Nobody stayed. <laughs> by the end of that game, it was just me and Allie watching, and, yeah, it was a, it was a, a very memorable game. You're right on with that. If they win that game, it's probably number one on my list. On that same note, and I, I feel like because we did a whole rewatchables about this, it, it pretty much answers it not being that rewatchable. But the Big Ten championship game was a, was a good game too. Yeah, I mean it, that I can't. Great, I just can't. It, I definitely couldn't put that one on because it hurts so much as a loss. As I'm looking above me in, in my uh, den here, I see I have the 29 the Orange Bowl champion poster with a little picture from each game. The 20, 2009 Ohio State game that they lost, that James Vandenberg came in, played well. DJK. DJ kick back. Another yeah, good game. Go to OT. Overtime loss, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, nobody gave Iowa a chance in that game because Vandenberg started it from the beginning. Right. I mean, that Stansy was out. Maybe so. next, we're, 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 we're burying the lead here. Maybe next week we talk about the top six Iowa losses that we would rewatch. Yeah, I mean, we we tried this once or last, late last year and uh, didn't. Didn't get the great reception, but we could certainly try it. Why the heck not? There was there's not so there was DC. You and I were together. Champ, you had probably just graduated. There was an Iowa basketball team with Jared Cole that we beat Michigan State. I think it was either like number it was between number one or number five, Michigan State at home. And on the front page of ESPN that next like night into the morning was Jared Cole celebrating in the Hawks nest with us. That one, I don't really remember the specifics, just the fact that it was like a big time win because Iowa had never won a game like that. It was a big time win, but I'm pretty sure the final score was like 36 to 32 because that was Todd (laughs) Licklider. Licklider offense, baby. All I remember about Jared Cole is he wore the biggest fucking shorts I've ever seen anybody wear in my entire life. They were so baggy. They were literally down to his ankles. Go back and look at Roy Marble Jr.'s <laughs> probably freshman and sophomore season. That dude was wearing basically European, uh, what Capris? are those things called? Capris. Capris, yeah. yes. Yeah. So hopefully you guys have a few different games to pick from while you guys are all self-quarantining, social distancing, whatever you guys want to call it. We gave you some games you can go rewatch to get some sports back in your life, some good memories, maybe some bad memories with some losses in there, but still good games, good memories. Good vibes, something that we all need. 
right now with a lot of isolation happening. Anything else, guys, to wrap up the show this week? Stay safe, everyone. Stay in your house. You know what you can do? Start back from the beginning of Spoko Radio and just do a nice little run through of all the episodes. <laughs> Listen to listenables. Yeah, it'll just be a nice. It'll catch you up. It'll make you be like, you know what? I appreciate sports. I appreciate the Hawkeyes. And hell, maybe you'll even appreciate the three of us a little more. Go ahead, listen to those. Do not leave your house unless it's needed. It's the only way to get this thing under control. Be safe, everyone. From Spoko Radio, we love you all. We want you to be safe. It's good advice, champ. Jerry, anything else to leave the people with? Uh, yeah, two quick things here. Uh, for starters, look, guys, we want to entertain you as best as we can. We know there's no sports going on. So if you have ideas or something that you would like the three of us, who you do hopefully already adore without having to go back and listening to, what is it, DC at this point, probably like 50 hours worth of podcasting? Yeah, something like that. We could, I don't know. <laughs> so without having to do that, we want to know what your ideas are. So if you want to hit us up on Twitter, you know where, where we're at. Come talk to us a little bit. We'd love to have discussions with you. Um, and the other thing is, too, Champ, I know you're probably you're, – you're too good of a person to say it, but there's a lot of people that are affected by this coronavirus, one of them being the people that service us at these sporting events. I hope you all don't take them for granted when you do go back eventually to a stadium and visit them. Make sure you are always, always, always taking care of these people because, you know what, they take care of you. They give you the beers that you always crave. And when we get back to these sporting events, God bless us all. I hope that we're all enjoying and indulging as much as possible. Amen to that. I appreciate that, Jerome. That is definitely true. Well said, Jer. On that note, you guys can follow the show on Twitter at BHGP, at Shy People's Champ, at Jerry Sherwin, and at Dave Cray. Subscribe. Tell a friend to subscribe. Like Champ said, we have good content you can go back and listen to. Like Jer said, we're going to try to find ways to entertain you. So if you have ideas, tweet them our way. We're going to try some different things. We were getting ready for the nonsense season that is the summer, but it came out a little bit earlier. So... We are open to doing anything that it might be a little bit weird as long as it's going to be entertaining for you guys. Hit us up. For Jer, for Champ, I'm DC. Talk to you guys again next week. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawkeyes. Trick or treat, Iowa City. If you don't love it, leave it. USA, number one.